Could you please stop being such a buzzkill? Welcome back to Buzzkill. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back. How you feeling, Jay? <laughs> I slept like three hours and I woke up this morning thinking there was no way I wanted to do this shit. Mm. But then I watched the film because I like to do right before the show. Yeah. And I kind of woke up through it. Well, <laughs> it's not like the movie woke me up but i happened to wake up as i was watching it so which right. which is appropriate being how much of uh this film feels like a dream you know yeah it does it has a lot of dream logic to it um which is a good segue to to say that today uh we're going to be talking about uh uncle boomy who can recall his past lives and say uh it's a 2010 Thai film. By? Yeah. Thai. Um, from no. uh, By? By who? You say it. I ain't saying it. Oh, What's oh, yeah. Name? His name is uh, Achipatong Wurasethikal. <laughs> I'm pretty yes. sure I... Achipatong Wurasethikal. Interestingly enough, uh, about he has a film called Memoria with Tilda Swinton that came out uh, recently that I still really want to see. Um, but after seeing this movie, which... Uh, actually won the palm they were controversially a, yeah at, at con in 2010 um and, and ironically con is going on right now as we do this episode um yeah. so, so it's oddly appropriate uh this movie uh how do i describe this movie <laughs> uh at, jason actually was you're actually the one who brought this movie up to me first um yeah put it yeah. on my radar um, i think it was because i was looking at a list of movies with the longest openings without dialogue mm -hmm. because what what did we watch before that we we're praising like valhalla rising valhalla, maybe, yeah it had like seven had minutes no dialogue yeah. yeah like the first seven minutes was no dialogue and a lot of my favorite movies are like that and yeah this was on the list i was like dude this shit sounds wild right right gotta check it out <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we did we did we checked it out and i will say this uh not a lot i feel like the the this phrase gets this category or this descriptor gets thrown around a lot and honestly gets thrown around too much, uh, which is Lynchian, right? But I think that this movie, you could actually uh, apply Lynchian sure. to this movie because it does feel like it has a similar, it, it's very David Lynch in its sort of approach. Um, you say that for better or worse or... Is that uh, a praise to you or what? How, where mean, are you at on Lynch? I look. I like personally. Like I appreciate Lynch. You know, what I'm mm -hmm. saying I, I, I like what he brings. I like that a filmmaker like him exists. You know, I, I, I'm. I'm not the biggest. Like I know people that are huge Lynch fans. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm a. I'll. I'll say I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan of David Lynch. Am I a stan? I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But. But that being said, I'm always interested in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know. Um. I definitely appreciate that he's out yeah. there to broaden the landscape of filmmakers, you know. And I love Blue Velvet. <laughs> Classic. I mean, yeah, he's you know Lynch. It's David Lynch. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fuck with. You ever see the Straight Story? No. A straight Story. No. That's no. like his most normative movie, and I think I've Disney heard that even made it. Yeah, yeah. And I've for heard those that. who don't know, it's basically based on a true story of this fucking old dude, who I think either he's dying or his brother's dying of cancer or some shit like a state away and he lives in like Iowa or something. He like rides a fucking riding lawnmower like across the state to go see his brother. That's basically the whole movie is just this old dude riding a fucking yeah. riding lawnmower. <laughs> I've been meaning to see that too. It's I'll, pretty I'll, good, man. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And uh, Elephant Man too. his two most normative yeah, I love films Elephant are both great. I've got, so a, like, I've got a few, I've got a few like Lynch holes that I, I need to like. To Elephant Man. Oof, that shit yeah, I love the Elephant Man. Woo. Yeah. But there's only, there's a few films of his that I need to still see, which is weird. I still haven't sat, sat through every single Lynch film. We have to find out what our caps are and see what lines yeah. up and do an episode with somebody. But Uncle Boom Me is a very like when I, when I first I started watching it, and I stopped myself because I started watching it late, and I told you this, and I was like, mm. yeah, we're gonna have to talk about this. this ain't movie. happening late. <laughs> yeah, but also I was just like, yo, I need to really be paying attention. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. also like, it's just a lot to talk about. Um. And it's almost weird because it's like one of those films that like I want to talk about it, but it's almost like, OK, how do you talk about this movie? <laughs> yeah. Where do you, <laughs> you start? Know? What do, Where you... do you start? So maybe you since you just watched it, 
maybe you can attempt to to set the stage. <laughs> All right, basically, just to get summarize what it is, it's mm-hmm. basically about this dude, Uncle Boon Me, who is dying of kidney disease, and he feels mm-hmm. like he only has a few days left, so he kind of gathers his family with him to just see him through that process, that journey into death, I think. But at the same time, this apparition, this ghost of his wife who died shows up and his son who had disappeared after his wife died reappears, but he's like, fucked a monkey ghost, right? He made it with a monkey ghost, he says. So he's this hairy <laughs> thing with red <laughs> eyes and shit, which that's a motif of these red eyes in the jungle, yeah. which we can talk about later. But uh, so essentially it's just very non sequitur as he mm-hmm. travels essentially towards death right. both literally and figuratively they like go through the jungle and they arrive at this cave eventually that to him feels like the womb or maybe he was born there or something and that's becomes his final resting place where his i think sister-in-law or something what is she um she and, is his yeah his sister-in-law that's his wife's sister yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or his, his who who also interesting enough has yes has a uh, one long one leg that's longer than the other so yes. she has to wear the little boot thing like which is a nice little interesting which isn't even really right made a big deal of or anything it's just no there, it's just right? it's just yes yeah, yeah. it's just which part of the great. character yeah, yeah, yeah so many movies especially on this side of the pond would like make a big deal of that you know and i love this movie like i'm gonna be a honey with you i, yeah. I love this movie i do Dude, think i'm so it, glad i watched it <laughs> yeah i think it's like a masterpiece like weirdly enough but like um yeah, your description is like basically, yeah, like you said, this but guy. But throughout, he has dream sequences of him recalling his past lives. Well, well a yeah, lot and of that's about th- Buddhist karma. Well, that's the thing, though. Not really. Right. Like he does. Like there is one. There is one. Like that we we assume is the his princess. Past, the princess. The princess is where I'm like. Fucking that wild has to, scene. Right. That's <laughs> where, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Right. Uh. Uh. But there's a scene where you know it flashes back to this this princess. You know. Um. And like I I believe that is his past life. Like. You know what I'm saying? The question is, is Uncle Boomy the princess or is Uncle Boomy the catfish? Ah, right. But also, yeah. is he the water buffalo that comes on top? Right. The also, very yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's he... an also another suggestion that he, that might be another another version of an, another life. You know, is is that who he becomes after? You know, after right. he passes. You know, because and it's whole... karmic, so it's about his sins, and he thinks mm-hmm. one thing he says in there, and there's not a ton of dialogue in this movie, and what's there is not plot driven whatsoever or anything it's not driving forward a plot he talks about how he thinks he got this kidney disease as payment for killing communists and also for killing bugs on the farm which is funny to put it together as if it's the same thing which in that faith i guess it kind of is right right yeah it's very interesting that like you know to kill a bug is to kill a human right yeah yeah that's what he's worried about karmically yeah, it's interesting because it's like in, the, in that regard, it's like experimental, you know, and it's political and it's like it's 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 dreamlike, you know, like it's it's all of these things. And, it, and it's and it leaves. It's one of those films that like every time. Every time you sit back and think about it, like you can sort of. Draw new sort of. uh new meaning or derive new meaning from it like just from thinking about it like you know what i mean you're like wait a minute i thought i like i thought he meant this but wait a minute did they were they saying you know and it's it's one again you remember the opening quote it opens with a quote on screen it does open with a quote on screen um what was the quote it's a good question i can't even remember here's the point as soon as then the film opens on that water buffalo i lived in the philippines when we were kids they're called carabao there but i think it's the only mm. place they're called carabao but it's fucking far eastern water buffalo and it's like seven minutes of this fucking thing just hanging out finally breaks its tether and wanders through the jungle etc but i remember thinking how many norm tards as we say would be frustrated watching this shit but then i'm like i kept going back to that opening quote it's like the film gives you time to think about it. So many movies would just come up in your face as soon as it started, even if it opens with a quote. The quote's almost there just to show that the writer is fucking well-read or something, or you know what I mean? To make some reference point. But then immediately it's in your face. This shit right. is almost like ponder the quote. For yeah, a I'm, while. Tr- I'm trying to see if I could uh, pull the quote up real quick here since you brought it up. Let me see if I can get it. But you're, you're right about that. And throughout the movie, it does that. 
you're it it gives you so much time and space to think to ponder to wonder what the fuck's going lynch does this too this is what a lot of people don't like about some of lynch's movies is they might think it's kind of ponderous or it's not connected or structured well but it's kind of like it's keeping you guessing on a level that's not just about a whodunit plot point misdirection kind of thing it's like what truly is fucking going on what's real what's not you know yeah definitely I, I like the i like having that space yeah i Movies, feel like i feel yeah. like again like certain i we we've just become like i i say we and i don't i mean the general we we've just mm-hmm. become like conditioned as audiences now to just completely be force-fed everything and walk you know like like this idea of like meditating on things is just like it's lo- it's like a lost it's like a lost art okay here it is by the way facing the jungle the hills and veils my past lives as an animal and other beings rise up before me right you know you know and then it opens on this animal right you're like okay it opens on it like it's like like you said i looked at i thought it was an ox <laughs> like you know what well, like, it is it's a, yeah. a water buffalo is basically water, like a uh, yeah. water oxen mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're called water buffalo and far as southeast asia and shit but um and then it's like yeah that was one who was captive to this family but it breaks the tether and i was like dude fucking as soon as i'm watching maybe i was just baked and shit but props to that fucking water buffalo actor well i was thinking done. dude i was thinking how, the same yes. thing i'm like so how the fuck do they film this guy yeah, you know and they like got him to pull the tether and fucking want his dude it's like you know and holly hollywood made this movie which one they never would they would cgi the fuck out of that thing it would be a damn a full cgi fucking ox you know what i mean you could tell you know what i mean like you'd like see the transitions of reincarnation when it dies and turns into him with some cgi (laughs) shit fincher shit or something you know and this is even how fincher does that thing tracing through a fucking phone line like get out of here but this is this is proof that like you can make a movie that's like with this because this is a low budget independent movie bro you could have made this movie for less than i made a movie in my basement probably and it's so and it has it still has scope you know, it still it still feels large, even in small at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like small and large at the same time. Um, and I just like, yeah, like you said, like the just the approach, like even they're just, you know, Uncle Boom, Uncle Boomy's got, you know, he's got the, the guy who's uh, where, where's where's he from? Um, Laos, Laos. He's got the guy from Laos that's helping him. You know, he like yeah. helps him change. Kind of a doctor. Yeah. yeah, you know, drain his kidney or you know, or liver. I'm not quite sure if it was his liver or his kidney. <laughs> yeah. This is kidney. You're right. It said kidney in the in the uh in the the subtitles, but I'm like, is that an accurate yeah. translation? I don't know. But yeah, he helps him drain. But like, and then he's got him there. He's got, like you said, his sister-in-law. Um, and who's the who's the who's the other guy? Is that his uh is that i think it's her husband or her son her, her son. son it's it's his yeah, sister-in-law's yeah. son right and they're just like i said he Tongue, has i think t- yeah and he's, they're just sitting there and then like the ghost of his wife appears like just Dude, like so just like who, just so yeah. casual matter-of-factly like she just like you see her just materialize in the yeah. chair but and no just, one's like oh shit a ghost or nothing. right like, right yo and, are you really here yeah right and then like but, and then they're just talking to her casually like you know the sister-in-law sees her sister she's like sister you know it was disarming how casual it was yeah yeah and then and then that's when you get uh his son uncle Uncle boomy's son who went missing walks in you know ghost fucker right who's first of all it's just like you like you already mentioned it's like a black silhouette with red glowing eyes almost like they did show before it even goes to before we meet bond me in his or boon me in his human form that the end of that water buffalo scene the water buffalo is found in the jungle by some dude who's carrying like a scythe or a sickle and shit right just like some jungle fucking dude <laughs> whatever a villager or something but i don't <laughs> right. know if he lived in he might have been a loner i don't know because it didn't show him the context to other people but uh just some kind of scavenger hunter tribal guy in like a loincloth and shit finds him and takes it off and we're left though to see that this fucking weird black alien shape Almost like some attack the block looking shit. Right. Or almost like a fucking or or like a Jawas or something. Yeah, like Jawas or like a fucking almost like a Bigfoot with glowing eyes or like a fucking piercing glowing red eyes and or Chewbacca. (laughs) Like this thing has been watching. So you're like, is this shit 
sci-fi what the yeah, fuck is that and it's an effective act it's actually very effective too it the is. way it looks like it's just like this black this black silhouette you know um with these glowing eyes like it looks do- it's very, yeah, it's very mysterious cool and like what and he comes into the light and he looks again it looks like a fucking a black chewbacca <laughs> oh. right with big red eyes and shit um and it turns yeah. out yes it he turns like out to fucking teen wolf dude <laughs> right he sits down at the like table the hairy too. cheeks and shit yeah hairy cheeks and shit yeah and, and he sits down at the table and he identifies himself as he's so nonchalant right like, just like oh having, here's my son who took off it's right we couldn't find you and then, yeah i made i made i had sex with a monkey ghost guys you know <laughs> this is what happens now this might be a theory but just yo i want to make a of, me- I want to make a meme now it's like what happened oh, you, you know how they got like what happened and they show like uh uncle ben and he's like laying there for like spider-man and he's like uh they them pussies yes, it's yes. like it's like a uh, monkey <laughs> ghost pussy yes <laughs> uh, selectors, motherfuckers follow uh, instagram yeah yeah it's join the mon- horde that that face when monkey uh when you get that monkey <laughs> monkey ghost pussy. totally I don't even know what the fuck I was about to say, but who cares? Yeah, my fault, man. That, that was worth it. It was worth it. I would rather you remember that than me yeah. say whatever the fuck I was going to say. But as you could tell, so, you know, as anyone can tell by hearing us talk about this movie, this is far from a conventional movie. Oh, this is actually what I was going to get at, which is actually kind of interesting. Less developed countries, which Thailand you could consider less developed than, say, us, who still live in and amongst the jungles like the great cities there like i again live in the philippines and shit manila it's like as soon as you get outside of the city you're in fucking just jungles and shit i think they just have a completely different vibe and mindset to us because they're surrounded by this dark mysterious foreboding thing that some shit can jump out of at any time they they don't get surprised like we do i think that might be part of why they just or like, oh, when a ghost shows up or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? We live such structured fucking lives where there's safety and there's stop signs and fucking police and shit. And you could call this number if you're in trouble, you know. Right. People who live out in that shit, you got to just be used to it and much more conditioned to weird shit happening. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And I like that it's like, again, I, I have a thing. I have a soft spot for like uh, magical realism. Oh, yeah. Um. Like Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Fucking. I just I just like again, like I feel like that's the an advantage of like creating like shit, like fiction shit, like shit that's mm-hmm. not real. Like you, you could just make you know, I have to explain it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, oh, this person like breathes fire now. And it's just like yeah. it's just part of the story. It's never yeah. really, you know, that's like the that's like one of the things that's cool about like just you know, it's like you're actually, in my opinion, like that's what like right right not just writing but like you know in filmmaking and shit like storytelling in general that's the advantage it's like if you're not going to do that shit like why not like True. i'm all for realism and shit but like you can do that though like it could be a yeah gritty- that's the thing i, I appreciate all of it because i mean right bicycle could- thieves or lahane or just some ultra cinema verite shit is awesome too i love that shit mm-hmm. but you're right it's a, it would be a pity if people only did that kind of stuff. Right. That's what I like about Atlanta. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I appreciate about Atlanta. It's like you got a, it's, it's played straight. And then you got an episode that, with, with a dude with an invisible car. And they're like, he has an invisible car? I got to watch this shit. Yeah, so I was like, about to ask, is there anything else other than that out there that really practices magical realism? Because I feel like that's a whole... I mean, Atlanta's the, the 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 current one that comes to mind. Um, there's some other things. I'm trying to think. I'm blanking right now. I'm on, I mean, there's and now it's like people have superpowers or whatever. Right, right. Not like no magical goofy. realism. It's like it's pretty much the real world. And then, like you said, some motherfucker suddenly just reveals that it's not. Right. And the thing about like, that invisible example, a very it, old man with enormous wings. You know. Shows yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about the invisible car shit is, you think that the dude's lying. You're like. But then, like, it shows him outside the club, like, leaving, and he runs over some motherfucker with an invisible car. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the way to do it, though. And so, throughout the whole episode, this is a one-episode thing. They didn't play that out through. No, it's, it's just like they mention it, like, oh, you know, like, this is a visible car or whatever. And like, what? Like, it's just offhanded shit, you know? And do you, you ever see Mystery Men? Do you remember? Yeah, that yeah, the, the Ben Stiller one. Yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, yeah. kid? He was like, I'm invisible, but only when no one's looking. Listen, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was his fucking yeah, power. Or that was a uh, fucking kale the, from Keenan yeah, and Kale. The Keenan yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Good so, like, I appreciate that aspect, you know. Um, I appreciate that aspect to this movie. You know, I feel like it's one of those movies that really plays, plays, uses that to its strength. 
like sure. this is a special film yo like this is a special film like again well here's what we do too with this show because we're our own worst fucking enemies is we mm -hmm. find these obscure fucking movies that no one has seen so of course we're spoiling it for anyone who would you we would even encourage to see it but again be this fucking is, grown up and you can't even spoil you can't movie. spoil this movie like you know like we could tell you all the weird even shit what that we're happened. saying so nebulous it probably doesn't even fucking make sense i'm to a, we we're gonna talk about the catfish and, and I'm, it's still not going to ruin it because when you see it, you're going to be like, holy shit, because it doesn't it's not one of those movies where it's like it's not this isn't a plot movie like it's not about the plot. It doesn't even really have a plot. There is. Yeah, it's you know what I'm saying like this movie is more of an experience. You know, this movie is Absolutely. about is about sort of letting even it, more so than most movies. I would say that same thing about. Right. Right. You know, so there's a scene where and, I, and let me say, though, too. I 100% agree with Ryan. I think people should see this shit. Seek it out. It's on YouTube, but you can rent it on, on Amazon Prime. for like four bucks. Or what was it, Fandango? Or yeah, if you shit? if Fandor, if you Fandor. if you got Prime, right? You can and you don't have Fandor, the Fandor channel. You could just do the seven day free trial, uh, you know, seven day trial for free, and just cancel, cancel. it before seven days and watch but this. The fact that they have this shit on there makes me wonder what else is on there. Yeah, um, Fandor's a decent channel. That they have a decent, they have decent amount of shit on there. But yeah, but so I say though with caveat that I would strongly recommend everyone seek it out. Also, some of y'all motherfuckers might put me on your people to kill list if you do <laughs> out and watch it because I can totally understand people not digging this. Yeah, shit. I could see this is not for normie people. Nah, like, this is not a normie movie. film. I mean, this is sure. kind of some shit you suggest to piss somebody off if you know they're not right. into this kind right. of right. This is if if you like Marvel movies and you think Marvel movies don't. <laughs> Uncle Boom Boom Me is not for you, fam. This it's is what I was not. talking about before, though. I think when we were talking to Drew about the taint, I want to see a Marvel micro-budget shingle. I want to see this dude make a fucking $100,000 Marvel movie. What the fuck would that look like? No, It'd be insane, no. dude. I, I would never. He would be he would be selling a soul. It'd be a waste. <laughs> no, yeah. it kind of would, but. Yeah, yeah. Here's here, if, if they gave it away for free or something. That's I just mean it as a thought experiment. So I, I would love to see how that kind of mind would interpret some dumb ip shit you know so speaking of marvel movies right my mom was asking me um about spider-man uh no way home and she was uh -huh. like do you have spider-man no way home i'm like no um <laughs> but i can put it on my plex for you to watch um my sons already saw it because i took him to see it right mm -hmm. so i put it on there for them to watch and um i'm just you know i don't want to watch it. i don't give a shit i'm just walking around right and they're watching it and i'm hearing it i'm hearing it I'm not seeing it. It is oh, no. the, We've got the, to get the, thing. the worst. Yeah. Every piece of dialogue, horrible. Like Spider-Man has the shittiest dialogue. Like all the, the jokes, they're all garbage. <laughs> like what was uh, the one they got the big laugh? Oh, cool preacher. Or what he called said Toby McGuire looked like the cool youth pastor or something. Yeah, or, or here's <laughs> the one fucking Doctor Strange is like, and Scooby-Doo that shit. And it's like Scooby, it's like dude, it's so cringe. Dude, picture the guys who wrote this shit, right? It's so that. cringe. Picture it's them like sending the draft to each other and just idea here's here's a buzzkill challenge everybody right now if you have spider-man no way home buzz kill challenges yeah buzzkill yeah. challenge what like i don't care how you do it like just listen to it like cover the screen right mm -hmm. let it play let the spider-man movie play and just listen to the dialogue i guarantee you if you had any if you even enjoyed it because i enjoyed parts of it it'll take away all the enjoyment mm. from the movie it is horrible there like are every parts that are enjoyable, every line of yeah be, but it's be, it's linked with the visual yeah. like when you take the visuals out of it and you just hear it it's just audio like a podcast just listen to this motherfucking movie every line of dialogue fucking stinks oh, it man, is it is awful. bad like it is and even the jokes but why is that why can't they bring in a tarantino to throw some shit like in because you can't you here's why there's why you not can't that tarantino would do it but somebody there's good dialogue I, but they're not they're because it's gonna, me, bitch. Let me it's do gonna get it's gonna get vetoed that you know this it's gonna get vetoed it's because it, again you gotta remember right it doesn't travel to china and shit you can't right and writing these movies you, reason, you have yeah. people who could who are legitimate right who could legitimately write good dialogue they're gonna get micromanaged by executives and motherfuckers would be like can you make them say this well, we think it's funny if you would say this Oh, so oh, oh, they don't. They, these people have 10 ears. They don't know. But good. so it's like you got people that are giving you um, again, you got these people who aren't writers themselves. And if they if they did write before they got one of these jobs, clearly they weren't good at it, which is why they got one of these jobs. So that you got to take dictation from them in a lot of cases where you're like, how do I make this work? Like, fuck, like I can't make this work. 
because they want you to write the type of dialogue that like, you know, the little piggies are going to eat it up, you know, like, yeah, you know, just like, and it's really bad. It's like, really, the dialogue is awful. And I'm like, you the got Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. do that shit, even like threw in a superfluous cuss word for their little youth audience. Like, it's not even a funny joke. If you're going to, I don't give a fuck. You know me, dude. I'll make a kid watch The Exorcist and shit if my wife let me. But yeah. the point being that we're so protective and coddling of these kids that interesting ideas can't be in a Marvel movie. Or like you said, even just interesting dialogue, intricate, thought-provoking dialogue. But they'll throw the cuss word in for well, what? Well, remember when we had Leslie Lee on, right? And he was talking about like, yo, I, it, it's just it, it's a, it really was a problem for him that like he was watching these these movies, these adapt these comic book movies that were uh, uh, adaptations of comic books from from somebody who wrote it when they were like 20 or 18 years right. old for no money. And it's like that shit and that shit was better than the shit that they're dumping oh, hundreds yeah. of millions in. And it's because why? It's because of the lack of oversight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like comics could do interesting shit because it was like no one gave a fuck. And you know what I'm saying? When people didn't take them seriously. Right. When when when, when when people are looking the other way, right? Yeah. And they're le- just letting motherfuckers create. That's that is the fer- that's fertile ground for people to do interesting stuff. And, and it's like in Hollywood, the moment that you get anybody attached and there's any kind of real money, that kind of oversight is constantly right. being like chipped away at you know what i mean like immediately and it's like it's the job of like people who are creating to like try to get into a scenario or a situation where you have as little oversight as possible you know what i'm saying as little all the way up the chain the farther you can get like if you could get this movie all the way to the editing port portion without as little oversight as possible and then even have the fights that you need to have once it's being edited to get like something, maybe if you can even get Final Cut, which is rare given, you for know, a Marvel movie, that ain't happening. That ain't that's never going to happen for a Marvel movie. But, you know, like it, that's the goal. Like, I feel like, yeah, I mean, could, Eggers just proved once you get above a certain budget level, you ain't getting Final Cut. And what right. that was like 70 million or something now. Right. Right. Well, I feel like most movies. Shit. Well, you if get you Final I, Cut. Here's why. Here's here's why. Here's what I say. You get Final Cut. There's certain people we know who get Final Cut like Tarantino gets Final Cut. Course. Right. But the reason he gets final cut, and this is the reason why I keep telling people stop chasing these fucking studio shits, but they're not going to listen. Whatever. They're going to do whatever they want. His own shit with final it's because cut. if you come in right, making your own shit, you dictate the terms. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I always say for people make. You know, I, I get it when there's people that get pushed back about like making your own shit, you know, like because you got to put money into it and you don't know that. Yeah, but the whole thing is figure out the way to put the least amount of money, the least amount of people, right. the least everything. That's the trick. And I'm like, yo, even if fun. and if movies may not be the thing, like maybe you have to find a new way to do it. But like either way, whatever kind of medium that you choose come in with you being sort of doing your own thing like you being the sort of strong voice like because that once you set those expectations right like then you set those expectations early because they they immediately try to pigeonhole you but the reason Tarantino had made his first couple of movies like he had the Sundance Lab etc he was making his fucking movie Mm -hmm. the Reservoir Dog now he did sell True Romance and I think Natural Born Killers and you saw how that worked out Right. Specifically, when I talk about natural born killers, there's a whole story behind that shit. Oh yeah, he you know, fucking Tar- hates it. Yeah, and Tarantino got into a fucking fight with one of the fucking guys, not Oliver Stone, but the other dude. Well, him um, and Oliver Stone have talked shit too, and yeah, you know they talk shit about each other, but also, but also, like he got into a fight because again, because he was like, "Yo, you don't rewrite my shit." <laughs> you know, Actually, yeah, exactly. Well, here's like, you don't rewrite. This me. is good for us to talk about. Tarant, this is a distinction Tarantino made. He's talking about Oliver Stone. He's like, I didn't like natural born killers. Okay, Oliver Stone makes films okay and make fucking movies okay like that was a distinction <laughs> tarantino made but i think he's full of shit he totally makes films yeah, yeah, give me yeah, a yeah. break what are you talking about? you make movies movies is like fast furious shit now but i get Tarantino's I, I, films are obviously I, I, I know what he I means get what he's, I, yeah, I get what he he's means, he's pastiching together movies right, right he's right. doing an homage to movies so he thinks he's making a movie but you're not dude you're doing it usually too well to just be mm. making a movie you know what i mean well, Oliver Stone's interesting because Oliver Stone's like his style, you know, it's like it's 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 really like I mean, Oliver Stone's style is a clash in it's a it clashes with Tarantino's style. Oh, yeah. So that's why I, that's why that's why Natural Born Killers is the way it is, because it is very much an Oliver Stone movie. And Oliver uh, Stone's an artist. Right. Sure. Right. And it's like his Especially style. Yeah. His style is like, again, he likes to use like, you know, there's like this sort of like documentary news news sort of 
ENG, yeah, you know, ENG, media too. mixing media shit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he likes to do he a lot out of, of the 60s UCLA, him and Coppola. Which is, which is ironic. It's ironic that shit. you mentioned True Romance, the two ad- adaptations, right? It's very ironic that those two filmmakers are the ones who adapted Tarantino, right? You had, uh, uh, or Tony took on Tarantino's group. You had Tony Scott and you had Oliver Stone. When you look at the sort of like styles of those two directors, similar. they do similar things just differently. Yeah. Well, like, the, you know, the pace and the cut and the edit right. and the cutaways and inserts and intercuts is really. They have that. They have that sort of in common as filmmakers, yeah. for sure. It's very interesting. Well, and both of those came from the same script. Apparently, he had like some fucking massive 180 page script to romance. Well, um, Alabama remember, and Clarence. Basically yeah, it was definitely Mickey and Mallory. Well, it was definitely but, I remember I remember Roger Avery talking about this at one. I can't remember what he was talking about this on, but there was a lot of like even. Even when it came to Pulp Fiction, right? Like when he was Tarantino was writing Pulp Fiction, like you mean when he, Avery was writing Pulp Fiction? <laughs> not well. Tarantino would do this. He would say, "Hey Roger, um, could I use this these two characters and this this shit from this right. other thing, right?" And he was like, "Oh Which yeah." Go. When he yeah. asked, is great. When he did that shit in that Kissed Me movie or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck it is, where he just ripped off the fucking the Top Gun shit or sleep oh with the me. Top Sleep, sleep with, with Me, me Sleep with Me, yeah, sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The top gun. He, the, that amazing Top Gun shit all time. Or if you haven't seen it, just fucking YouTube Tarantino Top Gun. But that was some shit Roger Avery used to do at like parties, and Tarantino yeah. just rifted in that movie. Well, well here's the thing: like you know, they were very close, and I know that they're patched it up. You know, after Rick, yeah. uh, after Avery went to jail and came back yeah. out and shit. Uh, uh, they're supposed to do a podcast together now. Apparently, I don't know that if it's ever amazing. Going. Yeah, I don't know if it's that they said they Roger are. Roger Avery made some fucking interesting little movies too. Well, the Rules of Attraction is goaded. There's you know some dope shit film. in that movie. That, Dude, that's that the best meeting, pre- yeah. the double the split screen tracking shot that meets no one else has ever fucking the most Brett Easton Ellis movie there is. Yeah. Um, it's there's only other like the only other movie you could compare it to in terms of a Brett Easton Ellis is American Psycho, right? Yeah. But I also I but I really feel like that 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 movie is more of closer to like and dude dawson's creek motherfucker crushed it in that movie he's oh great. yeah james vanderbeek was great he in that, kills movie. It in that movie. yeah yeah and they're sure. killing zoe interesting for yeah sure. i mean i couldn't get through avery's new movie um I and it's it. it's interesting though like he was writing these movies in jail and like the way he would do it was he was sort of kind of like i remember him describing the process somehow he would send it to his daughter and i don't know if he would send it via a letter or whatever and then she would like transcribe it and like type it out it's a he had he had some weird he had some weird process and this well this movie that he came that he directed it's a crime film that he directed straight out of jail uh that his daughter would that was the style like he would he would like his daughter would help him write you know the movie and shit um yeah avery's an interesting guy um i remember he's got a very very interesting story story. i remember being part of i used to be on his his he used to have this forum i don't know if it still exists called avery.com I used to be in his forums and he would post all kind of shit. And, and when he first got in jail, uh, they, they, they banned him from they took his Twitter because he was tweeting all these stories and shit that was I wish I, I, I don't know if they're deleted, but they were he cool as fuck. Fucking prison movie, dude. Him dude and Tarantino like was, should, Tarantino's last movie should be some 70s prison riot type shit or chicks, the women in prison movies, you know? I don't know if you saw. Did you do you know about these tweets? Did you see these Avery tweets? Oh, they were great. So like basically what he was doing was he was just like, remember how they were like people got all hyped about Zola like and they were like and they made Zola into a fucking movie because it was this like story on Twitter. I should have seen these Uh fucking Avery tweets, dog. Avery was just basically like transcribing shit moments and shit that he was seeing in jail with motherfuckers going and it was like dope. But they made him Tarantino and steal his tweet. (laughs) They immediately made him take him. He got like in trouble and shit. They made him take it down and shit. Like, so he couldn't tweet no more when he was in jail and shit. So Elon would have let him somehow. (laughs) Elon would have got a phone in there too. Elon's not even about to buy Twitter. (laughs) Elon would have narrow linked him. So he's he's about to back out. (laughs) You hear that, right? He's like, there's been halts. Yeah. There's like, he said there was something about bots and shit. Yeah. He wanted to ensure that they're. Supposed actual a, human subscribers was accurate. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent that that he's about to take Twitter, but like yeah. again, it doesn't really matter because Twitter's you got already. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. Like people get all mad. It's like, dude, like Twitter is owned by the fucking Saudi royal right. family. Like, dog, look at what Twitter is. Who do you care who owns it? Really? Right. Uh, uh, and the Saudi family is like literally genociding fucking Yemen and fucking like with our arms that we supply them and shit. And people are like, we can't have. It's like. It's already controlled by evil rich. He's gonna let Trump back on. <laughs> right. Trump's first of all, regardless of whether he bought him or not, like 
they ban the ban com- goes up it comes up before 2024 like so he was co- if he wanted to be back on he was going to be back on anyway so it doesn't really matter oh, it wasn't like a lifetime no it wasn't a lifetime like ban, a no, ban or yeah it was some shit like that that it expired right before so if he, he would have been able to come back on regardless that's what people dude he just tweets i'm back yeah, yeah. hilarious so i mean i don't give a fuck i mean like look at zuckerberg bro like zuckerberg's fucking terrible and like we're still on ig we're still on facebook I don't know why I'm, I'm I'm barely on Facebook, but like I just get reported yeah, anytime I'm on Facebook. <laughs> like this is I, I've got a right. bus intellectual shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll just get reported immediately. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, but yeah, IG is still I'm on IG more. So, but I'm you know people I'm always getting shit reported. Like it doesn't like they they fucking Who like does that? Have you? Could you imagine? Rep- I couldn't. Well, I know this. I don't know like, if I'd even report like hate speech and shit. There's like, an algorithm. Be... There's an algorithm too that like catches shit. Like exactly. I know one time like, I should post... catch that shit. But but there... one time I posted a, a picture and it was like an old, it was like one of those old like photos of a a, a, a painting, right? And it was just two women like laying like, and it wasn't nothing nothing mm-hmm. freaky nothing. But then like it had uh, it basically had Photoshop brazzers. <laughs> on the bottom corner and they flagged it and took his shit down and it's like so they know did. like so they that's see, one of their keywords brazzers they if have, they see the brazzers logo if it detects dude, the brazzer if it detects pornhub logo if there's a facebook whistleblower out there i would love to see their keyword list for what gets shit caught plus you know what is even though even though like facebook owns our meta now the company meta whatever uh-huh. even though the metaverse is tanking it's not going to be a thing i'm, I'm it's going to be it's funny be when they second have to, life it's funny then they have to go change the, the company back to facebook or whatever it's the gonna be like three <laughs> ugly fat larper couples to get married on it like the metaverse life. the metaverse is doomed it was doomed from the start like it was doomed from the start <laughs> but like it's because i think uh especially with zuckerberg doing it no one wants shit from you people right hate you, right people hate you but like yeah but like i feel like even though facebook owns instagram like the people that like are over on Instagram and the people that it's like totally different departments, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, they don't even like, I don't know how much overlap, if any, it is, but like they're constantly like flagging accounts and people. All the ugly people are on Facebook. (laughs) It's, it's just facts. And not only that, it's just like Uh, old people. It's a lot of older people, you know, like it's, it's, Facebook is just, that's why it feels most natural to me. It's fucking fucking lame. Like Facebook's the lamest shit ever. So it's like, whatever, like I'm on Twitter and fucking IG more than I'm on fucking Facebook. So whatever. And really not even that much to be truthful. Like I, I used to, we because of that writer group, you know, like the, the mm. fucking private writers group I was on for, you know, longer, like, but, and also family, right. Family mm-hmm. keeps you kind that's of on the there. It's yeah, exactly. like, that's the one thing that like majority of people's families on. So like you can reach out and shit like, um, and be like, Hey, whatever. So it's like those are sort of the only reasons I have a fucking Facebook account. But like, trust me, if, if it wasn't for like the family shit, I would delete it right now. Like real talk, because I just don't care about that app. <laughs> if if there was one social media apparatus to compare, compare this movie, Boon Me, who can recall his past, Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his past, which would it be? Tender. <laughs> Why? Because of the catfish. <laughs> yes, that's what I was trying to get us back to. Yo, so like, okay. Normally, so, if you hear catfish and me too, you think like that gray-haired look, dude on yeah. the MTV catfish show would have molested somebody or some shit. But no, there's a me too scene with some catfish. Well, here's the shit. thing about that. Here's the thing about that. This movie in the movie Catfish came out the same year, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Like, and I'm all, I'm wondering, like, did this movie kind of inspire? Because the, there's a there's a now, he was making this in 2009, right? So he would have known about the show or anything, but no, but like the film before the show. There was the movie Catfish. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. And Catfish came out in 2010, too. Okay. So it's just weird that, like, they have in, in Uncle Boom Me, they flash to this princess and she looks the like beautiful. Catfish was great. I forgot that existed. But that was yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and Uncle Boom Me shows this scene where you see this woman. She's being carried. She's a princess. She's being carried in one of those, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, <laughs> I think a litter. Is that what it's called? Something, uh, weird, like that? something weird like that. Where you know it's like a carriage that is carried by men and they're yeah. on their shoulders. And Not shit. a rickshaw, but like that shit you see like yeah. in uh Disney's Robin Hood, the king is Yeah, yeah. Shit. And like she looks like this beautiful woman, but when she takes off the veil that's covering her face, you see that she's like scarred hideously. So, like, you know, like a butterface, you know what I'm saying? She's got the butterface <laughs> game going. So it's Sorry, like and then like 
she has one of the like one of the men her 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 servants right she's like he likes her regardless right i don't know if he's just doing it because he wants the ps5 you know ps5 secured (laughs) (laughs) he's like kissing on her and shit even though she's like her face is like hideously scarred and she's like do you still see the beautifuls me or whatever and she like looks in the water and she can see like herself uh without the scars right without the fucking hideous sort of disfigurement right it was like um, a whole different person even though like light right was it even the same person shit, like it's a know. good question was it even the same person i think it was a different one because she even said something about my skin make my skin lighter or something right and then then she starts talking to a catfish right yeah. you don't even realize it's a catfish. It almost look like uncle boon me in drag that's what i'm saying so it's, so yeah. my thing is like it was it uncle boomy was the princess in, in the past life right i think so yeah right that's right why they did the reflection thing but then so she gets little. in the water and she's having this conversation with this catfish right and this yeah. catfish is like yo you know like i mean he he, he they have a little they have a little flirtation <laughs> well she's like lamenting and like wanting to die or some shit and the catfish starts catfish. like spitting game at her yeah catfish is like look, look. Nah, baby you look great like yeah baby she starts like you know he starts doing like uh what do they do like some of the, the guys uh the, he starts white knighting and shit yes, yes. <laughs> he white knights her in this effective like, totally like, does. I'm, st- I'm standing up for women listen listen you're beautiful inside and outside baby this catfish um, john gary's her right so the- <laughs> <laughs> this isn't behind the paywall either it's great um oh, fuck. uh so he gets she gets in the water right and, and fucking uh she lays back and then like we just see this these well even before she lays back she starts taking shit off yeah she's t- she's removing different items but in a lot of it's jewelry jewelry so it's like and offerings to this yeah catfish right. god or some shit right and then you see the like the jewelry and the things the items she takes off float to the bottom of the lake yeah. hit the hit the ground on the rocks and shit and then you just see like these, where is he you see the her, her body thrusting as if like this is thrusting like if she's getting like like straight up like uh what do you call it railed like right like and you're like wait a minute it's like some red shoe diaries right she's like it's like a sex scene and then you see like the catfish like tail flipping and it's like in between her legs so she's like this catfish is like giving her some top like (laughs) it's catfish got the whiskers wet (laughs) right the catfish is like giving her (laughs) it's wild like when you see the scene you're just like yo is this really happening like yeah so apparently to get to it right it takes a moment to get to this moment in this movie but again like and you also somebody and i was i was looking at like people's sort of like uh reviews and like uh and comments about this movie and somebody said like you can almost take this movie as like the uh sort of uh boom me is dying and sort of like these are the sort of like thoughts as a man's dying yeah. is like that like you know when they say when Even you die feelings you get like thoughts, uh like, they say yeah. there's like a uh the chemical that's uh what is it that's in dmt your, basically. The dmt release inside your brain and shit like you die in the pineal gland. On. right so like it's like the dm you could think this like a dm disc in one way you could view this as it's like this like a dmt trip like a man's dying and his brain is flooded with that like last burst of dmt <laughs> so he's seeing and experiencing all these things you know what I'm saying? As his, his life flashes before his eyes. You know what I'm saying? So you got to take it in that. You yeah, take like, it was that he level in too. that cave at all? Or was he just back on his cot in his right. little fucking hut and they pulled the plug on his fucking right. dialysis or whatever? In another scene we haven't talked about that we I want to mention before it buzzes, right, is the scene with the monk, which is very interesting. Dude, that is super interesting. So save it for after. So people got to pay for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no one's paying for no, the well, Right. But if you do Let's pay talk for about it. the monk shit, for yeah. sure. Now, uh, the end of the movie, after he dies, it opens and it's kind of like his funeral or some shit, I guess. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So so they have like they have his funeral, Uncle Boomy's funeral. Which is and- hilarious because it's all just like buddhist prayer so very just stoic there's no crying and shit or anything but then it finally after a while it gives us a reverse angle Mm -hmm. of the crowd and it's just like this fucking birthday cake of christmas lights and shit like his where the body is and it just ran so counter to me to this non-flashy non-demonstrative you know paying of respects to this dude and then it looked like vegas like where they had the coffin and shit like it's it very tie yeah that's very tie yeah. it's very tie like it's you could tell that like you're getting a glimpse into the culture and how they sort of like in a way that's like foreign they to us obviously more, yeah, yeah. it's like it leaks out you know 
it's totally different from like the type of ceremony traditionally saw here when it comes yeah, to like here be all stayed and boring whatever we'd be fucking sobbing and fucking right. blubbery and shit so they have the that the, the the official sort of ceremony right and then we follow uh his sister-in-law and she goes to she's in a hotel room and they're like take they're like counting money right because they give people have given them money like it's like a mafia birthday or some shit yeah for like, the like this is like an offering that they live. give to the grieving right the grieving right. the people who love his loved ones or whatever right um and so she's counting it and the girl with her i'm not sure if that's her daughter i think it might be her daughter um we never see yeah, her until, it doesn't say really. right it doesn't say but i'm assuming it's either a daughter or some sort of relative right and she's there it was the first time we ever see her it's a young girl right. and she's counting the money and then there's a knock at the door and it's one of the buddhists right it's one tong. of the Right, it's Tong, right? We show He's him becoming act- a monk or something. Right. Yeah. And we they actually show him before that trying to sleep. Um, and it's at Uncle Boomy's no, is that the temple, right? Is that the temple? Yeah, and you know what's interesting about him too, that it just kind of occurred to me too. After mm-hmm. the cave, when they pull the plug on mm-hmm. Boomy, it kind of does this quick scene. Not that any scene this is really quick, but where the next morning Jen and Tong wake up and Tong like climbs like precariously up out of this fucking cave so it's almost like he's ascending spiritually from boonmi's death or something and then it seems like he went to try and become a monk based on like he did have the spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening or some Mm -hmm. shit you know this epiphany went to try and become a monk but apparently it sucks because he comes back to the hotel room and he's like (laughs) can i take a shower can we go to 7-eleven and shit like puts on jeans (laughs) right yeah 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 and then like like wanting to leave the fucking monastery basically and they're flirting and shit you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it's all weird it's very weird but then like like, look when he's naked it's like your mom bro yeah yeah (laughs) but she said that she was interested she told boomy remember remember that she was like yo yeah she was like i want dream logic Right, she was getting her cougar on, you know what I'm saying? He want the Just one Oedipal, <laughs> shit. Yeah, so uh, so early David O. Russell. You ever see Spank of the Monkey? Yeah, yes, yeah. that's yeah. the first David O. Russell movie I knew about. That's I remember the remember best in, David O. Russell movie. I remember like people making fun of that shit because it was it was on like um uh fuck it was on like pay per view. Dude, you and, can't like, even you, find it now. I had the DVD. It's like a hundred bucks on eBay. Do you it's remember like, when pay per view? Do you remember when the pay per view channel used to have like the pay per view and it would like show these fucking trailers for the like yeah, or like clips yeah, and shit? Like and that was the one all the time. Like spanking the monkey it used to be a joke. Like like you know, see, see that movie? Yeah, but spanking no one the realizes monkey. they don't show you in the trailer. It's like an incest movie. And shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, so Tong is like a monk, right? It's Tong, correct? Right. Tong, yeah. yeah, and and fucking. They show the scene where they're like watching TV, right? Because they're supposed to like, because they want to go eat dinner, right? Tong and um, and Boom, um, Boom Me's uh, sister in law, right? And the girls there, and they're just sitting there watching TV, and then like we see like, is it Tong that gets up? The monk, yeah, Tong, he gets yeah. up, right? And then uh, he's like, let's go to Seven Eleven. Let's go to Seven Eleven. Shit, and then it cuts to yeah, just some dudes and some little. Well, but, type but here's the thing though but, but where you're skipping is that like they both get up but then they yeah. look back and they're still sitting on the bed that's oh my god yeah of course it's yeah. like yeah so it's like an astral projection or some shit because yeah. the girl's yeah, not with them the girl's there in weird. between them on the bed they're still watching tv but then they're not so they yeah. leave yeah, 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 yeah. almost like leaving their bodies there right and they go to this restaurant uh, and then you cut back and they're still watching themselves on tv on tv right yes and i've been trying to unpack that since i've watched it. I know, <laughs> i'm like yo wait a minute what's it going makes on i wish we had a guest just to have another i, yeah. I mean so we had a round table almost to discuss this ending of this shit because that is i mean obviously there's the commentary on self-awareness of watching yourself that's an easy point you could probably make and right. the culture is very this movie is very much about exploring self-awareness and shit but uh all right, what you got? What do you think? I don't know. I'm what I'm almost it's like easy to want to have an answer. I'm almost like to, yeah. I'm almost like wondering if like and this is just a this is just me like kind of like trying to like grasp at straws here about like sort of like meaning and shit. And I'm almost wondering if like maybe every person in this movie is a past life of boom me. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. You know what I mean? Like the they, how they, would that if you like, want to unpack that, yeah, with them sitting here, the three of them sitting here, what is that saying? Because if he's dying, right, none of these people 
technically really exist. Right. So they're all sitting at a table. They're all talking. But in reality, they're not. You know what I'm saying? He's making, he's drawing relations and he's drawing conclusions of these people that aren't really the case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, again, this is probably, I'm, this is just me thinking about this in the moment. Like it could be totally off, but I'm thinking like, like, so like they're actually, that's not actually really a sister-in-law. That's not actually that the dude's really not the son. Like, you know, like these are just literally everyone is, this is a guy dying and, and, and literally recalling his past lives as if he's, these are people in his life. You know what I'm saying? There's that's one way to look at it where it's like, oh, definitely, like, definitely one way to interpret it. Like, so, so even Tong, the sister in law, like, you know what I mean? Like, all these people are his past lives. That's one, I mean, that's probably wrong, but is it? I don't know. <laughs> that's well, one of the things about this movie. Bertolucci thing, too. All criticisms and interpretations are valid, you know? Right. Um, and that just came to me now because I'm just thinking about it like, yo, what does it mean? Like, why are well, they able to let me sort throw of throw this out? When we start, what does it mean? There's one bit of dialogue in this that feels like it's trying to say something thematic that maybe might play into the scene if we want to do some context. The wife, he says something to the wife about heaven. Do you remember this? The wife's ghost. Vaguely. Aren't you? Are you? Why are you not in heaven or something? He says to her, and she's like, "Heaven's boring. Basically, there's nothing going on in heaven." Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah he says something about being a ghost and she said ghosts don't get attached to locations right they're attached, they get to, attached people. to people i wonder if there's something going on at the end with the two of them the are they attached to the girl some ghost shit do they i, I mean there's know. so many crazy you could make any interpretation this tongue fucking killed them and then that's why mm-hmm. he took a shower and he left to go eat while they're fucking ghosts and now the ghosts are watching themselves on tv because you know what i mean yeah yeah it's a lot it's, it's like a, it's they're a, in the re- they're in the restaurant watching themselves and their killer or whatever like, i can tell that i'm gonna be we watching this movie like <laughs> over the years I'm this gonna is come a good one for it. like a fucking college class or something yeah for real to have for a real. whole group discussion and really fucking dig in because this makes me want to like uh watch memoria even more so because i keep hearing that memoria is really good um mm, yeah yeah with, you know i've seen it same same director it's, yeah, right. it's his new movie with uh well uh, tilda swinton yeah something about this shit this is supposedly like part seven in some fucking film series he was making called primate or some shit i think really yeah i read that oh. this morning like right before we got on i was taking a shit like what <laughs> and i was like Uncle Boomy. Primate, interesting. And this is part seven. So what's the content? And Boomy is in an earlier one, at least. So I'm like, I kind of, I don't know what kind of fucking weirdo this makes me, but I want to seek all this shit out and dig into it. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I, it doesn't make you weird at yeah. all. This is one of those type of movies that I feel well, like. we're weirdos. Yeah, to, I'm just, just the average person fucking. This is true. I feel again, like, yeah, this is a movie. You I know, don't this... know who this podcast is for. It's going to take 20 years for it to find <laughs> No, I feel like the best, the best shit is like, I, I, again, that's why I was, I'm always like of the thinking, right? And this is probably speaks to like why I am the way I am and where I am. <laughs> uh, but I'm also, I'm always all, all big on like creating the conditions, right? Like, I feel like, so if we make something that's very specific, right? It's the onus is on us to create the conditions to condition listener, right? Like, I don't like, you know, build it. If you build it, they will come type shit. Oh, yeah, or, or like, sure. or like even when we talked about Tarantino, right? And like how, like, if you want to be a certain type of director, the type of motherfucker that or the certain type of artist who has like final cut, you have to come in out the gate sort of dictating the terms. And like, and I feel like that's that's like to me, like that's what it's for me. It's always like, no, I want to try to dictate the sort of, you know, or condition the audience like more so like it's like, OK, like this is what this is the type of weird shit you're into. Just be ready. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Consistency exactly. is the one thing like, you know, being consistent. Like, why do you think I came out of the gate with the craziest shit I could make? It was just yeah. the nastiest. Right. Right, Dallas. because it's like now I could do anything in a movie. Facts. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. I feel like people yeah. don't re- I feel I feel like again, Hollywood, you know, um, and like the people we know, like they're so quick to acquiesce, they're so quick to sort of like allow other people to dictate their terms. They like ask again, fucking permission, not forgiveness. Right, right. Well, these they don't people, ask either. These fuck people me. that we know who identify as a repped writer. It's like, bro, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like who fuck Dude, I was rep? just watching some Steve Harvey clip the other day, and that shit rang so true. I, I actually want to share it and put, like, hashtag screenwriting Twitter or whatever. But he's talking about getting rich in the industry. And he starts talking about, first off, 
you need an attorney to do the deal. That's 5% of your money gone right there. Then you need yep. an agent. You need somebody to represent you in the town. That's 10, 15% of whatever you make out the fucking door. Think of your day job, regular guy, and throw 15% of your money out. Oh, and the government wants 40%. Boom. So what do you got? And he said, and the really dumb motherfuckers, they go and get a manager with it who takes another 10 and maybe 15%. So you're looking mm -hmm. at 25 or 30% of your money gone. Cut up, then the taxes the gone, which yeah. you can S Corp some shit or whatever with a loan out. But just the idea that everyone wants to get into this shit, they don't even realize it sucks. You're going to get some payday and shit. Like you get siphoned off and back to the rep thing. I got a manager who's like ride or die with us some crazy shit like Jack. So I'll continue to ride with him for now. And we've gone through two agents and big agencies who never did shit. Right. And took thousands of dollars out of our pockets. Yeah. And I say right now, if I continue doing this shit, fuck an agent, fuck the agencies, fuck all of them. If I ever want to leave my manager for some reason, I'll consider an agent instead of another manager. Mm -hmm. But to have both is fucking stupid business wise. Screenwriters are terrible business people. Yes. To well, give that's away good. That much that, fucking percentage off the top. Well, I told crazy. I had this conversation um, with a well-known actor where I was like, I'm not a business person. Right. And the actor looked at me like, what? Like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, like, I'm not a business. I don't I, I get don't, that. But part of it I, by business person, I mean, a sucker. <laughs> right. I know saying? what you mean. I know what you mean. Right. Street but I just, I just, shit, but like, I feel like it's worth mentioning. Right. Like, I yeah, feel like yeah, it's yeah. worth mentioning just because I know exactly what you meant when you said oh, it. Dude, but, I, you don't want to know how behind on even filing my taxes and shit. Right. But I just tell I'll him like, yo, I don't want to be like, I don't want to not that to say like, I don't want to do good business. That's, you know, wanting to do mm -hmm. good business and not being a business person can be, you know, they don't have to it's like act like one has to be exclusive i, mean, right? I think no. you could take hats on and off for a minute right you could definitely you could sake. definitely do good business right and, but right. not be a business person and that's the goal my goal is like i want to do good business but i don't want to be a business person the like, goal is not to be able to tell everybody i got this agent and this manager and then do the association game where they have these clients so these I'm people can up restaurant like that they they like having both they'll throw away 10 percent to be able to link themselves kevin bacon style to these other I don't want to limit or whatever. I don't want to limit our audience, but I'm going to try and do it because I feel like <laughs> but I feel like if you're a writer and you have your repped by in your bio, don't listen to us. Just don't because you're just going to be butthurt. I might and, actually have Rosa Entertainment in mind. I don't remember. Right. So. But but Jason, come on now, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, we know people. We know people. And it's like their fucking bio. It's just like. I know what you mean, though. Or and a finalist. Not, your bio what? is one thing, but to be saying it all the time. All the time. All the fucking My manager, like, blah, blah, blah. These the best. people. I want to thank him for the notes. Like, shut right. the fuck, fuck up. up. They forget that they don't. Here's the thing, though, because they don't work for their reps. I mean, they work for the reps. They don't, reps don't work for them. Like, that's the type of situation that most people we know are in. Right. Where it's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Who's the client? Who's who's the client here? Right. It's crazy. It's like you're working for me, dog. That's not the other way around. It's so like again, you find a boss that you give 10% of the to, money. You, you I'll give you 10% of the money. Him, and then yeah. like, you're not, I'm the creative person, but you tell me what I need to make. If, and it's yeah. not, if I pay you 10%, will you tell me what I'm allowed to express? What I'm allowed to write yeah. or you're not going to take it out. <laughs> like, no, you're going to take Talk out what that shit. you're going to take out what I write or you're not going to be my manager period. But see, a lot, most people True. we know don't have balls. Like they right. just don't because again, their whole identity is wrapped up in I'm ripped now. It's like, man, yeah, get the I'm fuck so out pathetic. of here, bro. Like, just get out of here with that shit. And this year, I'm going to make the blacklist. Right. Get, make fuck a list. We know everybody we know. We've made, we know everybody's been on those fucking lists. Those lists are meaningless, dog. I think we've like, shit on those lists on here before, too. <laughs> I know. And it's great. We're always going to take time to dunk on lists, you know, because we've been on the list. Like, who fucking cares? Like, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? A list is just the list. Could you imagine trying to get some shit like Uncle Boonmy into the fucking like it would never sending it even if you had the some lying query where it's like when a man has to save his daughter by heisting the fucking biggest or whatever like if you straight trojan horsed it in on some dumb shit this movie and won, they read it right you might get like blacklisted from hollywood like filtered out of people's emails and shit this movie <laughs> won the palm the right the, right and like oh, again we should talk about that because tim burton was like the reason it won he was like mm -hmm. the champion of it of all people tim burton that's yeah. interesting because he's gone. So, like, I mean, those Alice in Wonderland movies are just like CGI 3D jerk fest. <laughs> yeah, Tim Burton's just cashing checks. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, but, you know, Tim Burton does, even regardless you see of big guys. 
Big Eyes was interesting. Oh, Big Eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big Eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love movies about liars. Dude. Every now and then, Burton will drop one that's like, oh, okay, like Burton's. Ed Wood is all time. Yeah, obviously, Ed Wood's the one that everyone likes to mention. You know, it's Big Eyes, it's Ed Wood. He, Burton's got a few in there that you're like, okay, Burton's not completely checked yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? And all his movies all look like, you know, like. It's Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. <laughs> 